Hello and welcome to Castable. This is the podcast which brings brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. I'm the host, Matt Hoss, and I'm here to help the logistics of the festival and help dot the I's and cross the T's to make my guest festival operate as successfully as possible. Today's guest is one of the dearest people I have the pleasure of knowing. Not only is she a wonderful human being, she's a podcast host, author, and on top of that, she's a multiple award-winning comedian uh, and has appeared in Lively Apollo, Hypothetical, Ruth Battle, and so much more. It's no one other than the wonderful Laura Lex. Hi! Hello, Matt Hoss. How are you? How are you? Was that a nice intro? That was a lovely intro. It's quite nice listening. I was like, oh, I've done some fun stuff. Well, I always feel I always feel a bit like shy when I do that. It's like, oh god, I've researched them. But like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like when you, you're also my friend as well. I feel kind of weird that I went on your website an hour ago. If you know what I mean? But, yeah. To be fair, yeah. you didn't have to really research that. You've just been there for most. Of yeah. <laughs> and I had been there all your gigs. You, and you've been there you... picking up the pieces when I'm like a nervous wrecking ball. Hey, we we do it for each other for sure. Um, <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for coming to Castle. It's a pleasure to have you. Well, let's just get straight into it because I think we have a lot to talk about today and I'm very much very excited to chat to you on this topic. So if someone to ask you what kind of music are you into, how do you usually respond? Oh, I see, I hate this question. <laughs> That's why I ask it. It's great, isn't it? So I don't think I've got a very refined music taste. I yeah. think I quite scattergun and I'm also quite mainstream. Yeah. Um, I don't put much effort into finding music. So I do tend to like what I stumble across. Yeah. And I'm not really actively searching much stuff. Um, I'm not very obsessive about music either. So I like a broad spectrum. I like a lot of stuff from like real 70s rock is one of my favorite things, like 60s stuff, right up to some rap and like modern sort of hip hop drum and bass but mm. I do tend to have a very shallow depth knowledge of all of it yeah well I think most people kind of have that as well because I think it's also a more natural and fulfilling way to have a music taste where you just stumble across things and just enjoy it whilst you can I think I like that uh, have you ever been convinced to learn an instrument have you ever wanted to be in a band or anything like that um yeah when I was younger like I do play a little bit of piano um, I can vaguely play the flute. Yes. Um, I've had singing lessons over the years. I had violin lessons for a horrible year. Um, I can, yeah, musically, quite, I'm not bad. Yeah, quite classically trained. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, so how was your experiences with the violin as well? Because I remember... Oh, horrible. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a quite it's a, it's an instrument where listening to it when you don't know how to play it very well can be quite horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I really hated like the method of learning too. It was really like military, blech, and I just hated it. So I didn't do that for very long. I still love the piano. I really wish I'd stuck to playing the piano. I think that's something I'd probably go back to a little bit later in life, like get a keyboard or sort of small piano and and uh, and learn to play that a bit better. Um, mm-hmm. And I like, I like singing and I like music. I don't know. It just, I think because if I'm on my own, I don't tend to listen to music. I will always put a podcast or an audiobook on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then if I'm putting music on, it's probably because I'm in a social occasion and then I'm not like, oh, what's new? <laughs> Get my head around it. Like my brother will like, discover a new album and just sit on the sofa and listen to an album just looking yeah. at the wall while he listens to it and I get that that's entertaining for some people but I'm like 
<laughs> oh, no, like that's <laughs> no. I can't I can, do that. I like how you say you like it for social situations. And imagine you're at like a dinner party post COVID, and you're kind of like, uh, "Hello, Alexa, can you play one new music artist?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one Stormzy, please. Yeah. Oh, I actually yeah. really dislike Stormzy's music. Yeah. I I feel like I'm in the minority here, but um, I sort of he seems really cool so i was like brilliant i'm gonna yeah. love this and it was a bit like lewis capaldi all over again i've been like oh lewis capaldi seems really fun put his music on i was like god i want to die why am i so sad oh this music and then with storms there i was like cool all right he seems really fun and then it just was a bit like not quite spitty and hard enough for me but not quite melodic enough either and tom mm. did explain to me that's my husband did explain to me what genre it was and perhaps i just didn't love that and I was like yeah, yeah that sounds right it's not for me <laughs> but I, yeah I think there are quite a few artists who are who I like as a person but not necessarily their music as well and what they stand for and I think that's absolutely a valid uh, opinion as well like, yeah. That, yeah I can definitely and also on the flip side there are some people who uh, can be quite horrible uh, but you know have a couple of good singles but you probably exactly should, yeah yeah you know. yeah have you ever been to a music festival I have. I've never paid to go to a music festival, but I have been to them because I've been gigging at them. Yeah. Which music festivals did you really like quite a lot? And which ones were you like, wow, I, I would like to, I would even pay to go here, if any. Oh, none of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I really well, don't think I would ever pay to go to a music festival because um, I don't like music and I don't like festivals. Well, here's <laughs> so. the thing. It, well, I um, I I found um, when I approached you to come on this podcast, uh, you were, <laughs> I uh, you replied, uh, and uh, I just want to remind you of a quote you said, and this is the only thing on the email, by the way. Uh, but it says, "I would love to." My only issue being, I don't care about music. Can I have a festival with no music? <laughs> <laughs> and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, I don't like the festival elements of festivals <laughs> either. So I was like, oh, I'm a terrible guest to have i wouldn't be doing this podcast if it was anybody but you um (laughs) thank you so the the festivals i've liked the best are end of the road festival yes um i really liked that um what else have i enjoyed green man was really nice yeah the smaller like boutique festivals i've liked the most but then they come with a problem that they also appeal to other (laughs) middle-aged knobheads like me so <laughs> I've been thinking about like a list of ground rules I'd have to have for my own festival. How about we go straight into the setting up the camp and we'll hear your fundamentals. So um, Laura, do you have a name for your festival by any chance? The Matt Hoss Celebration. You know what? I'm liking this festival so far. (laughs) Which has no link to... um, I don't have a name for the festival. I'm not going to name the festival. It's going to be like Best Kept Secret in the (gasps) Netherlands. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to name it, and you can only come if I know you. Okay, that's cool. Um, (laughs) So you just mentioned some ground rules, which uh, I... As a fan of rules, I'm very much looking forward to. Can you take me through some of your grand rules, Laura? Yeah, okay. So, no children. Mm-hmm. In fact, nobody under 25 at all. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, 
Like, uh, fortunately, I'm I'm so young. I'm, well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm only just 26, so I'll I'll be allowed to come. But like, yeah. yeah. But so why why not under 25? It's because what what's what's your thinking there? Um, because I don't want to feel old. I'm only 33, but when people are 21, they make me feel old. And <laughs> if you go to all the other festivals, just none of those. They can't yeah. come. Okay. Like, there's loads of places where they can go. I just don't want anybody shrieking at my festival and that's rule number two yeah, yeah. no shrieking no. <laughs> um no glitter no glitter no flower headbands so really <laughs> so really you're cutting it against the kind of mainstream festivals you know like yes. the young people with the the hairbands and yeah, the glittery faces no They're all denim out. shorts and hunter wellies Just, no that's a combo that's not allowed to happen um <laughs> No one is allowed to come if they have a blog. Oh, wow. Well, oh my. Yeah, I can't even go to my own <laughs> festival. That's how exclusive this festival is. I'm really trying to get everybody that could possibly be annoying out of my festival. And that includes myself. So I'm aware that these are <laughs> rules, okay? Uh, and I'm aware that I sound like a complete joyless bitch with a slip. But I'm trying to think of everybody that's ever annoyed me at a festival. Yeah. And they fit into these rules. I can't imagine who's left, really. I just imagine some accountant for, like, a, a, a Swedish bank just being like, yeah, I can come along. It's like, yeah, what a yeah, great that's... festival. Lovely. There's lots of Swedish accountants. That's yeah. what you want in a festival. Exactly. So, basically, I think the thing that I want to go for here is, like, because we'll get onto the music in a minute, but you'll see mm-hmm. when I come to the music that this festival is is... I, it's a festival for people like me that feel insecure at festivals because we're not festivaly enough to be at the festival, you yeah. know? Yes. Like, I want to go away and I want to have a nice weekend with my friends. But then you feel like every time I'm at a festival, I feel like there's that group of friends that are, like, professional festival Yes, yes. And they've so... got trolleys with speakers on them and fairy lights attached to everything. And it's like, what? How are you? What do you, do you spend May prepping for this? Like... And then I feel all insecure, like, oh, I'm not doing this right. And I just don't want any of that. I don't want any of that nonsense at my festival. I tell you what, like, and I don't mean to try and pick apart my fan base as it's growing, but uh, the, the, (laughs) the... the kind of person you're ter- definitely talking about is the one who has all the wristbands on their arms. And yeah. I've been here for the last 10 years, actually. Uh, so yeah. I've, done, I've done it every time. It's like, come on, Neil, like cut them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they're different to the people like, you know, the people that sort of work there and you can, you can steward or litter pick or something for half a day and then you get to attend mm-hmm. the festival for the rest of it. They're all right because they're clearly like so into festivals that they don't mind working. But it's the people that like, use trust fund money to pay for going to all these festivals and then they think that they're down to earth because they yeah. can spend thousands of pounds a year sleeping in fields and that's I just, it no you're not like you're not a special eco warrior because you've gone to a massive landfill producing thing i just that side of festivals bugs me a bit yeah absolutely okay so do you know or have any idea where geographically your festival may be geographically I haven't thought of that I suppose I'd want it to be somewhere quite annoying to get to so like 
<laughs> yeah, this is the first and only festival which is like right we're gonna make it really hard for you to get there because we don't want you there you can fuck yeah. off really <laughs> <laughs> you have to be desperate to come to this festival if you come um so like but you know how like green man is in awkward part of wales and it's not yeah. in like a touristy area so if you go it's not like because it's two hours out of london so why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. So maybe like down somewhere nice in Cornwall or the South Devon coast. That oh, would be quite cool. Mm. And that would fit with some of my other plans. So, yeah. Okay. So is there camping at your festival? Yes. But nice camping. Glamping. Oh, okay. Glamping. Yeah. 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 So um, I think you're not allowed to bring your own tent because too many people take their own tent and then just leave them there. Yes, that's really bang out. And that's it? terrible for landfill. So I think like glamping and lodges. Yeah. Basically, centre parks. <laughs> I was wondering how middle class it would be. And then you said centre parks. <laughs> there we go. Um, but okay, so you have quite a lot of ground rules. And I'm going to say... <laughs> A specified vibe for this festival which but how would you go about policing it as well so if someone came in with a bag full of glitter and headbands and youth how will you police it well if they've got glitter and headbands they're, they're just kicked out yeah instant bam yeah. yeah yeah especially the glitter it's terrible for the environment so they're out um if they're youthful maybe i'd let them stay until they start showing symptoms of youth like <laughs> If they sit on somebody else's shoulders during a music act, <laughs> get out. Um, somebody once told me that American Idiot was Green Day's best album. Get out. Like, that kind of, you know. Oh, goodness, mate. So, okay. <laughs> okay so if you, I, if you see your friend heading to you from across the field and you get up squealing and run over and hug them, get out. You can't get festival. <laughs> what I love about this festival is that I imagine when the music act comes out, it goes, hello, how's it going? You just see a wave of like baggy eyed people going, oh, fucking get on with it. You know what I mean? Hurry no, up. We'd all very quietly say to ourselves, oh, we're really well. Thank you. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Yeah, we just wouldn't be going. <laughs> That's all I just want to cut out. I don't mind enthusiasm. I just don't want this performative enthusiasm. This <laughs> performative festivaling that's yeah. what i don't want <laughs> well i'm very much looking forward to seeing <laughs> <laughs> what what's going to be in your festival it's, it's a big talk but let's see if it's a big walk let's head into the main gates of your festival. Hey, this is Matt Hoss here. Just a quick reminder to politely ask you to please subscribe to Castable as well as give us a five-star review. It genuinely only takes about two minutes of your time and it really helps the podcast to be seen. Plus, it would make me incredibly happy to see those five-star reviews. Thank you so much for helping. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Needed a wee late last night And I've got no place to go I took a wrong turn and now I'm here. I'm pissing in your field. How many days do you think you might have for your music festival, Laura? Um, I think it's going to run from a Tuesday to a Friday. Oh, so wow. Whoa. Weekend. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're willing to take the week off work, you can't come. Um, <laughs> 
before, before this record and during that you said that you know i i i, I a bit, bit of a disclaimer i don't want to come across as a, like a bit of like a an arsy sad lady you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> and, and you kind of come in here like devil wears prada kind of like no one can come in unless you're very dedicated <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want any of these weekend festivals, right? I don't want you to finish at your job on Thursday night in your in your HR department of your London office and then be like, oh, aren't I bad? I've taken Friday off. Ooh. <laughs> and then head down with your tins of GT that you bought at the MS train station. No, you can't come. So it's Tuesday to a Friday. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I think okay, I, I like that. And and may I say I've recorded quite a lot of these. It's the first time people have not gone from Friday to Sunday. So you've got <laughs> you renegade Laura Lex here. <laughs> Just like, you know, I'll flip on its head. Most of this is about what we love and our taste. And I like it because it's mostly hate and spite at the moment. So <laughs> such a happy person generally i'm a very upbeat person but something about this subject of festivals is just making me furious (laughs) it's so weird with that being said we're going to talk about some of the music acts at your festival so on your first day your tuesday who are some of the acts you have playing okay so here's my plan for my festival right yes um it's going to musically, chronologically, go through my taste in music throughout <gasps> my life. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Genuinely, that, that's, like, that's, 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 that's like a concept festival. That's brilliant. So like well, every day is like a segment of period of time in your life. Yeah, and I don't know oh. how it would quite work. And obviously this wouldn't mean that the music was chronological because obviously I, like as I've got older, I've liked things from further back. So yeah. So I suppose it would start with like, it would start with probably early 90s type stuff. So the Tuesday would probably be quite like, oh, what sticks out from that era? Like two unlimited and boy bands and sort of the end of that dance kind of Mm -hmm. thing into... But the thing with this festival is it's probably going to be very mainstream because I've never been an offbeat music person. So it's mm-hmm. going to stay relatively mainstream. So the early stuff would be like 90. So it would start with um, dodgy and ocean color scene and sort of probably lots of Brit pop and stuff on the Tuesday. And then I'd say the Wednesday probably gets into like my boy band phase. Okay. Okay. So, well, let's let's deconstruct the Tuesday first, because I think uh, uh, I think boy bands is going to be a whole uh, leviathan we have to get into here. Uh, so, um, so nineties kind of music. So, Two Unlimited. Uh, who's the first band on? Is it is it Two Unlimited? Like, who is opening up that festival to the grey suit? Probably Celine Dion. I think oh, hell! She's the artist I remember liking earliest. That's brilliant. Celine Dion Basically, to... this entire festival, you could just put a Now CD on every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> just pick, now that's what I call music from different periods of my life. Whack them on, brilliant. That was Laura's taste in music. Whatever could be bulk bought. <laughs> well, what I like the best is that you should have called this festival, now that's what I call Laura Lex. Like, uh... Yeah, now that's what I call festivals. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what you should do is like... Uh, 
on your playlist, you have all like these uh, big artists like yeah, Celine Dion, Two Unlimited, a big boy band. So they're on the poster. But for every act that people have come to see, you come on stage, go, hello, how's it going, festival? You just come on stage, go into a CD player, pop it on and leave the stage. There you go. Well, <laughs> here's a couple of my rules about the music. Yes. Um, they are only allowed to play mainstream hits. <laughs> Okay, so um, no obscure tracks. No, no B-sides, no obscure tracks. Literally only bangers. They're only allowed to play their bangers. Oh, wow. Um, the, another rule, which is possibly not going to go down too well, mm-hmm. but there is to be no singing along. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, here's what I think with this. Yeah. Each band will play their set twice. Once at the main stage <laughs> and once at the singing along stage. Oh my! And so... if you want to sing along, you're very welcome to go to the singing along <laughs> stage and join in. But if you don't want to hear a load of out of tune drunk idiots singing over the top of the professionals you've paid to hear, then you watch them at the main stage. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what essentially you've done is that you've created the cinema version of like oh, here's the, the, the sing-along version and also, you know, the, the one for the adults, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. And miming along to a pre-record is encouraged because everybody <laughs> knows live music is trash. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I did tell you I was wrong for this podcast, Matt Hoss. I did I, tell you I've got some terrible opinions <laughs> and this festival is going to bring them all out. <laughs> You know what? I, I I never knew this about you. I didn't know it was such a <laughs> deep entrenched thing. In fact, I remember one at, at the last end of Fringe. Um, I I actually made you a playlist, and uh, I'm one of the artists on it uh, was Queen, and you said I hate Queen, and yeah, I knew I knew that's a red flag. Then what, what was that? Sorry, I hate, I, Queen is basically novelty music. Sorry, I think you're on mute there. Can you? Uh, I don't I don't think I quite heard what you said there. Can you can you, can you repeat that? I said Queen is basically novelty music I, will, I, I said it three I, times now matt hoss i and i was hoping you would change it but you didn't and that's and i don't want to get angry at you laura because this is a podcast but you know I, i'm very close to losing my uh, my uh, my tether you you queen are very good <laughs> take it back please yeah. well i'm sure they are very good at making novelty music <laughs> wow okay wow i'm not sure if we can continue with this podcast so <laughs> I'm gonna have to end the meeting. It's a very bad idea to have me on the podcast. No, this is really fun. I'm really enjoying it. So, can you name some other bands on that '90s Tuesday, and who could the headliner be as well? Who do you think the the headliner of that early stage is? The headliner of the very early nurse would be like, who did I love when I was younger? It would be like my mum's taste in music and things that were on in the kitchen. So I reckon the headliner on day one would be Curtis Stigers. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't think I know Curtis. Um, what, no, what you're kind? far too young. Um, <laughs> you're all that matters to me. The ground that you walk on, the air that you breathe. Someday you'll discover I don't want no other believe me. I'm sorry, Laurie, you're not allowed to do that at this stage. You have to you have to go. I'm sorry. You know? Exactly. <laughs> See, now you're on board with my rules, aren't you? I actually yeah. love So uh, what how about that music in the kitchen? Which uh what was it about it which made you like music? Or what what about it made you like Curtis Tigers? It's just nostalgia, isn't it? It's like that music was a soundtrack to 
mum cooking dinner while I did my homework on the table or just that feeling of getting home from school and the familiarity of it and like I don't know I suppose with music I never really I just wasn't bothered enough about music to seek out what I liked it was like oh this is music and it's on Mm -hmm. cool It, it I don't know I don't yeah yeah I get it. I, I am. I understand. Yeah. So a lot of 90s. It's a very themed day, actually. It's quite tight in terms of different acts as well. Um, so let's move. I'm very excited for Wednesday and boy bands. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So I think on the Wednesday, we'll move into my teenage years, like my puberty teenage years. Yeah. So I think we'd like, yeah, it would be a lot about boy bands. So there would be boy zone. Uh, Backstreet Boys, probably take that, but Robbie headlining. Oh, Robbie headlining. Robbie headlining. Um, Maybe like a double header with Will Young, because Robbie and Will Young were definitely the like, the powerhouses of my teenage crushes. Like I still love Will Young to this day. I just think he's got an excellent voice. And I remember as a teenager being very proud of myself because I liked Will Young, even though I didn't watch Popeye. (laughs) (laughs) I liked him for his music, not for his pop idolness. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) this is, uh, you know what? This is the most unique cast of all I've done so far. This is pretty good. (laughs) Um, you probably have to have Busted and McFly in there as well. They were oh. big in my teenage years. McFly, excellent. Yes. So is it Busted and McFly together? Is it McBusted? Or is it just separate? Yeah. Um, I didn't know McBusted stuff as well. I'd kind of drifted off by the point of that. But I loved Busted first. And then when McFly came along, I really loved McFly too. So I want to talk more about Robbie and Will Young headlining. So are they ten- mm. kind of like doing an hour reach or are they doing like a collaboration set? And if they were to do a song together, which song do you reckon it would be? I reckon they could do some of the... Do you remember when Robbie went off on that, like, crooner phase? Yes. Swing When You're Winning album. And it wasn't great because Robbie is an entertainer, not a singer. But let's put Will's vocal talent along with Robbie's entertainment talent. And Will puts Mm -hmm. on a hell of a stage show too. I've seen him live a couple of times and he's very fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So I reckon they could could maybe, like, mix it in and out, you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. So it's kind of like you're getting two shows in one, but like Will Young is supplying the talent and uh, um, Robbie's kind of doing the show. He's a showman. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Um, also, since Take That are on the bill as well, are you getting like old school Take That or new Take That? What's your vibe? Um, a good mix. I think Take That's comeback was strong and the new stuff was good. So yeah, I reckon a real healthy mix of both because they had their comeback when I was at university. So, yeah, I reckon that could work. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and who's opening that day as well? Because uh, there's a lot of strong talent on there in terms of boy bands. Busting, McFly, Boyzone, Backstreet Boys. Uh, I reckon Boyzone would open. Because yeah. they were probably my first boy band crush. I okay. loved Boyzone with all my heart. What was that yeah. transition between that first era of music to that boy band? What's the thing that got you hooked? Like, why was Boyzone the one that stood out? Uh, probably hormones and they were very attractive um (laughs) (laughs) was it just like a timing as in terms of like were they just around when yeah you know those things are designed to speak to teenagers aren't they they literally manufacture these groups 
to appeal and it works. I, I think Boyzone were just probably the first band that I was interested in more of their stuff. Like, like I say, like I was much more interested in having like a compilation album of a load of stuff that was on at the time. But I definitely had like full Boyzone albums. Do you still like boy bands to this day? Like, do I still like boy bands to this day? Like, would I still listen to the boy bands I liked then now, or do I like current boy bands? I think both. Both are valid questions. Um, I think I would probably still listen to McFly or mm-hmm. later take that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think McFly have stood up musically pretty well. Absolutely, yeah. Whereas the rest of it, you listen back to old Boyzone stuff and you're like, God, this is saccharine awfulness. Yeah. <laughs> um, why is that? Oh, I'm not 13 anymore. Yeah, <laughs> the hormones well, aren't raging around my body making me think he's in love with me. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of it kind of stands up in irony as well. Like I remember uh, Backstreet Boys. Like, the, 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 they have quite a, quite a few singles where people are quite good songs, but also people like it in an ironic way as well. Going, oh, yeah. 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 I think there's the odd song. Like you know, if I was thinking about Boys Own now, um, I don't know something like a different beat, which I loved at the time. Uh, no, I wouldn't listen to that now. But if a picture of you came on, uh, that song probably stands up. Do you remember that song? I genuinely thought you meant a picture of Matt Hossa, and I was like, whoa, well, that's, that's kind of a bit weird for well, your that's festival. That's my screensaver, so that's. <laughs> <all the time. laughs> uh, so it's good to be validated. Uh, yeah, but. So I think genuinely, so far, like in terms of theme-wise and uh, the artists you have on, it's that they're all quite compact. If you know what I mean, it's, there's a lot of content there as well. How long do you reckon each set would be, roughly? Mm, depends how many of their songs that I like. <laughs> okay, because it's only bangers as well. So like, uh, yeah. So with with that rule, do you like do they submit a set list to you and you go yes, yes, no, definitely not that one. Replace yeah. that with it. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine they'd come to me, asking me my taste, and I'd let them know, and then they'd go away and wish that more of their songs had appealed to me. <laughs> I reckon that's probably how. It well, that's interesting, though, because like, as you were just saying with Boyzone, there's maybe not that many songs you like anymore as well. So it's like, actually, you just stand on stage and you talk about your music if you fancy it. Oh, no, don't do that. No, <laughs> no thank you. Uh, okay, I think uh, that's a brilliant, that's two brilliant days so far. Let's see what's happening on your Thursday. Okay, so I think by Thursday, we're all a bit tired and cross. Well, I think and it's we... Tuesday, in all fairness. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, by Thursday, everyone's a. You need a low key day, don't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. So on Thursday, we're having another big part of my musical life and taste, and it's all soundtrack music. <gasps> oh my god! Nice. So Thursday is entirely hits from the musicals and good instrumental music from soundtracks. Oh, wow, this is. Um, we've actually not discussed this on this podcast before, and I think this is really. Uh, I listen to loads of like instrumentals, especially when you're writing and stuff yeah. like that. It's it's, um, it's music designed to be heard, but in the background to, to not attract your attention, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, so it's stuff like that. It's really wonderful to write to, and also they don't. I don't think soundtracks get the credit they deserve. Obviously, there's awards categories and then for like films and stuff like that but soundtracks themselves like, are, are so wonderful as well they really add so much to the thing that you love i, I love video games and uh, without soundtracks it's, they're just not as good it adds it to that next level so 
let's talk about instrumentals. What are some of your favorite instrumental pieces or like uh, soundtracks? Um, I really love things with like a Spanish influence to them. Um, and I like a lot of Spanish language music for the same reason that I then can't get distracted by the lyrics when I want something instrumental. Um, I quite like putting on something like classical film soundtrack and then you're sort of like half aware of strains being from films that you know, um, that kind of thing. I also really like um, like looking at like the Planet Earth documentary soundtracks and things yes. like that because they tend to be so sweeping and then like, you know, you'll have a sort of strings bit and you think, oh, I bet that was a battle between two eels or something <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> you can sort of try and guess yeah. which animals. Um, <gasps> that's a great of- idea. That's a great podcast idea. Uh, that's not the next one. <laughs> Best the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, which animal was banging while this music played? Um, <laughs> but I think that that could mix it up a little bit. And then along with that sort of soundtrack, every now and again, the cast of Hamilton pops out. Yeah. And does 20 minutes of Hamilton for you. And uh, do they just keep on popping in, like kind of like an MC on a festival, kind of pop in every 20 minutes just to do a song? throughout the day or how is it I reckon you'd probably you'd probably have like an hour of soundtrack so like the best bits of Sweeney Todd or Les Mis etc etc over an hour and then you'd have a good 45 minute of instrumental for people to just mill about and chat and talk because Mm -hmm. often if you go to a festival with music people once the music program starts they're so interested in like dashing between all of the acts that they want to see that you lose some of the socializing element. And I can see why you do it from a lineup perspective because you want to sell loads of tickets and you want to cram your itinerary full. But as a person going, you're like, I want half an hour where nobody's running off to go and do something and we're all just lying around enjoying something. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would have like a little bit of chill out time with the instrumentals. So it's like a whole day for communal activities, right? So you get to have that kind of socializing as part of that group as well. Mm. Well, activities are a big part of my festival. So on each stage, when you're watching a band, there's an activity to do because just standing watching music is very boring. Um, Unless you go to the other tent where you get to sing along. But, uh, yeah, but nobody's going to be there because they're not <laughs> until I... That's another thing. If you go to that tent, you get kicked out the festival. That's how we caught you. Of what there is, <laughs> yeah, it's like a kind of like a, a spring door mechanism. Like, uh, they go in, are you ready to rock? Woo! <clears throat> and they all yeah. fall through, like, ah, ha ha, yeah. we caught you, yeah. <laughs> so, I think, like, you know, you can have bread baking, some cross stitch, making stuff, like, oh, just things to keep you busy while you're watching the music, okay? So I, so this is across all the days or just soundtrack day? All days. Okay, so like, so for example, you'll be watching Celine Dion and painting a landscape, something yeah. like that. Okay, um, uh, so, how, so how many people do you reckon are at your festival? And is it feasible to make ovens for everyone, like for bread baking and stuff like that? I'd say there's probably only four people that meet all of the criteria <laughs> to go to my festival. It's also okay. going to have to be thousands of pounds per ticket <laughs> in order to break even. We're talking probably about three to four hundred thousand pounds a ticket. Uh, so <laughs> I can't imagine there's many people there, to be hey, honest. Hey, Derek, uh, do you fancy going to this festival, uh, which uh, is hard to get to? Very like uh, some very obscure music, and also uh, you know it's uh, uh, 
it's just and you have to be painfully uh, acutely uh, prepared for it yeah go on then sounds great yeah. how much does it cost and also like i'm not going to advertise it and it doesn't have a name so unless you know me you don't know it's happening <laughs> and i don't know anybody rich enough or that would want to go so think... it's a real problem as to business <laughs> I um I think you're trying to tank your own festival. Yeah, you know I mean I, I don't think it's gonna. Well, you know maybe maybe like Citizens of Ipes Bureau can help us out a little bit here. It can help us uh smooth some of the edges here. But uh, it's it's your dream festival. So, um, yeah. is there any other activities that you would? Is it stuff like you personally like doing, or just generally chilled out things, or what's? Um, it's just stuff that keeps people busy without them needing to draw attention to themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not like learning to hula hoop. It's sit quietly on your own, do your thing. Okay. What's your opinion if someone came in and they, you know, when you're at a party. Matt, you know the answer to this, they would get kicked out. (laughs) Yeah, okay, fair enough. (laughs) You actually did answer that pretty efficiently. (laughs) Okay. um, But what about they would be kicked out? (laughs) If they, you know, like, no, out straight away. Out. Okay. um, If if I've noticed that at my festival, I have to leave. (laughs) So you have to be like camouflaged the whole way through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, she's coming. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to be there. I've yeah. got a blog. So it's not even me. It's somebody working on my behalf. <laughs> it's like you've kind of painted like a sound wrong figure at your festival. It's like yeah. they're coming for you. And like you, you're kind of you're like that would be a good idea. Have a big like eye of sour on totem in the middle, and then when somebody was annoying, it like zaps them out with a laser. <laughs> cost efficient i imagine would anyone be headlining on thursday or is it just i think there's some um, good chance for potentially or is it just generic i think probably the cast of les mis would be headlining yeah les mis is my favorite musical has it always been your favorite yes i think so i'm waiting to see possibly hamilton will supplant it because i do love hamilton but i've only known of it for a few years whereas i've known of les mis for like 16 years so yeah, it's hard if, to. Supplant- if in ten years I still love Hamilton as much as I love it right now, while it's new to me, then it might supplant it. Yeah, because you can't just uproot something which has nostalgic um, sentiment as well. Okay, well, I think it's ready to go on our final day at sort of Friday, and uh, I, I honestly have no idea where this final twist of the uh, the river has taken us. So, what is your final day? Okay, the final day is a bit of a mishmash, but I'd say it's probably more the rock day. Yeah. Um, as in, it's just Dwayne Johnson from 9am to 5pm <laughs> when the festival ends. Uh, <laughs> no, Friday is, um, music-wise, it's, it is a bit mishmash, but it's, it's like all my favourite bands, which I think the genre that my favourite music falls into mostly is rock. Yeah. So it would go through the Rolling Stones, Fleetwood Mac, Creedence yeah. Clearwater Revival, Kings of Leon, the Black Keys. Like oh they're God. probably my bands that I do know the most of and have seen live and like have albums of rather than yeah. just could name a couple of songs. So oh. um, that would be the Friday, like quite a big rocky finish. Oh, wow. Cool. And um could you have you got any other suggestions in terms of artists? Because you've got wrote, like some like headliners on this day or, like already, some massive people. Do you, mm. Who's opening? Who's closing? Oh, whoever needs to get off earlier. You know. <laughs> Are you doubling up tonight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as an artist can... myself, I think the running order, like whoever steps up to close, 
like if you know say you're the black keys and yeah. it's just worked out that the rolling stones have got to get a train earlier and say the black <laughs> keys end up closing you're gonna up your game if you know you've got to play over the rolling stones aren't you yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I i don't mind i'll let them talk it out in the green room and just decide you know <laughs> logistically there might be childcare stuff going on yeah so, so they can do that and i'll uh i'll just you know i want it to be nice for the acts yeah so, yeah sorry do you mind us going on early because like uh, mick's got an early 9 a.m shoot you know exactly. he's got a, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 he's got to get in the mega bus home mate yeah uh, yeah um so yeah, I think that's uh, wow. Uh, that that Friday is really break break for me. The Friday's well. a banger, yeah. yeah but I, it, it's also, it's going to be a bit scattergun because it'll be all the bands that I've suddenly remembered at last minute. Go, oh yeah, I love them. <laughs> I'm on the Friday. <laughs> yeah, just stick them on. Like, so because you said you've been to the End of Road Festival, is there any acts you've seen at those festivals that which you would put on this day? Like things, anyone's go. I really love them seeing them live. I would love them at my festival. Well, no, because live music's trash. <laughs> So Sorry, I whenever forgot I've you seen had a band that I quite liked at a festival, I've gone and listened to their recorded stuff and gone, music's just better when it's done very carefully indoors. Uh, I keep on forgetting that you hate festivals. Uh, yeah, there have been a couple of bands, like like End of the Road was where I first heard Screaming Females and is it White Denim? Is that the other band that I liked from there? And I then went home and listened to some of their stuff and like, but... I'd completely forgotten both of those bands existed until you just said that. So it's not like I now love them and seek them out. I just, yeah, I listen be... to Taylor Swift every day until <laughs> I really think to myself, oh, I could listen to something else now. Um, well, to be honest, I was hoping we would double click into that conversation about like, uh, about, oh, like all oh, these cool bands. Nope. <laughs> it, just, it was a cool. I'm really fact. sorry, Matt. I just. <laughs> it's quite okay. Um, that's another guest. We'll have to do that for you because I, I, <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> you get my brother on this podcast. He would be brilliant at this. You know what? In a couple of years' time, I want you and your brother to come on side by side. And you want, you <laughs> He'd be so angry with me. He'd be like, yeah. my brother's got the absolute opposite opinion to me on music and music festivals. He lives for them, like yeah. loves them, goes to all of them and just is so into music. And then they're like researching and planning. Like he'd, he'll kill me when he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think it's time to head to our final part of our festival and see what happens there. As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So in floor fillers, we have some hypothetical question that Lauren has to deal with in a manner that she sees fit. Oh no, the Rolling Stones have canceled last minute. Who do you get to replace them? Oh, literally anybody else on the list. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so the issue with floor fillers with, uh, in this so is that you're like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I literally couldn't be asked. <laughs> if, right, so the Rolling Stones have pulled out uh, Aerosmith. Let's put Aerosmith in instead. They're practically the same. Yeah, <laughs> please don't say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at your little face twitching like, yeah. Yeah. it's like, terrible. It's twitching. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, uh, 
Question number two. Oh dear, someone is running late and you need someone to fill in for time. Um, fortunately, one of your favorite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. Which celebrity would you pick to do a DJ set for you? What is a DJ set? Like someone famous coming on, playing some music and people can dance to it. Oh, well, um, I pick it, a and, DJ then. What was that, sorry? I pick a DJ. You can, but you pick like someone to do a guest DJ and be like, oh, look, it's Jay from the in-between is DJing. It's like, you know, like it, like, uh, in student venues, it gets people to DJ because it's cost-effective. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's basically it's a PR stunt. That's what it is. You can get how any... do I know if they're going to be any good at DJing? Okay. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Oh no! Let, so you just uh, let, let, so I just need to think of a celebrity. No, um, who would be? It's a basically. It's it's not necessarily the you can pick a DJ if you want, uh, but it's more oh, like oh Ken it, Bruce from Radio Two. <laughs> there He's we really go. funny, and there he knows go. loads about music. <laughs> And he could maybe do us a little pop master session. That's that's really good, actually. Okay, that's Ken strong. Bruce. Yeah, there we go. I feel bad because I'm being like jokey, rude to you, but I don't I don't mean it. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I just just want just to clarify that. Uh, I'm enjoying Spicy Matt. It's good. A Celine Dion is an absolute diva towards you. Uh, how good, do you get good? Your... <laughs> if you booked Celine Dion and she wasn't a prick, you'd be furious, wouldn't you? You don't book Celine Dion unless you want her to be a twat. Yeah, if she's not a diva, she's kicked out. She has to be a diva. That's a rule. That's another rule. <laughs> it's nice that in her contract, like, okay, Celine, you have to be a proper arsehole for the next 15 yeah. minutes, if that's okay. Yeah, like, that's part of what you're paying for in the Dion experience. <laughs> okay. I um, Next question. I think I know the answer to this already, but people start setting fire to their tents like they're doing Reading and Leeds. How do you put out the fires? We don't. We just zip the people into their burning tents. <laughs> Listener, you can't see Laura's face here, but she's not joking. <laughs> it's stern iron fist right here. Yeah, no, we've thought that through. There is, there are, there are five security people for every person attending my festival. <laughs> it's got a very, very ominous feeling when you stroll around. The people who make the Planet Earth soundtrack and the people who make classical film soundtracks absolutely hate each other's guts. And they say, you know what? We're not going to perform if the other people are going to perform. You have to choose one of us. Which out of the two would you pick? Classical film soundtrack or Planet Earth soundtrack? Um, classical film, I think. Because there's something really nice about those like memorable refrains in, in instrumental music that instantly whisk you to a world that you know in a film like you know when like the hobbiton bit plays from lord of the rings and you suddenly go i know exactly where i am when that music plays i think that that could be a really nice collective experience across a festival brilliant and um final question laura uh, robbie williams and will young say they they will agree to play but they will only play their most obscure set and um, but it will be twice as long do you agree to those terms no <laughs> I mean, the problem for me with Will Young and Robbie Williams is even their most obscure set, I would know. So, like, what we're talking there, probably, like, Hot Fudge, Monsoon, oh Me and God. My Monkey, all the stuff off the Escapology album, as far as Robbie's concerned, because <laughs> that album, not strong. Um, yeah. So I'd be all right. And actually, I'm probably the only person attending, and I'm not even there. I'm watching it by a video link because I'm a stupid blog. So... <laughs> Yeah, maybe I would let them. Yeah. As Brilliant. is those two cheeky chappies. Well, what a fantastic guest. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Laura. It's been an absolute treat. Um, Thanks for having me, Matthew Hoff. I, I mean, genuinely, that's the most stressed I've been for the last, like, 12 <laughs> weeks. But... <laughs>
<laughs> See, because we're not doing Edinburgh together this year. You thought you were going to have a stress-free year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> you have so much going on at the moment, and can you plug uh, some of the? Uh, can you plug some of the your amazing projects at the moment so uh, people can go and buy stuff and uh, whatnot? Um, yes. Uh, so first up, um, please listen to my podcast, National Treasures Podcast, which is where me and my friend Will Duggan go on day trips and record a podcast while we're doing it. Mm. Um, if you like tourism and days out and history and comedy, that's for you. But not um, live music. No, never <laughs> live music. Uh, um, my first book is out on the 3rd of September. Um, you can pre-order it now uh, on all of the usual places. It's called Klopp Actually, and it's an imaginary diary of my fictional marriage to Jürgen Klopp. Um, so please, please buy that. Um, what really else am awesome. I doing? I'm back on tour, but I don't know when, whenever everything's mm. open again. Probably 2021. Who, who knows? Um, but follow me on Twitter and Instagram for those. I'm at LexFlora on Instagram and at Laura Lex on Twitter. Brilliant. And thank you for being such an amazing guest. Uh, you can follow me at Castable Podcast. If you want to send in some suggestions for uh, your own dream festival, why don't you get in touch with us at castlepodcast at gmail.com. But please join me in saying thank you to my wonderful and I'm going to say anarchic guest, Laura Lex. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Castable. Please check out our previous episodes and please give us a five-star rating on your podcast server of choice and give us a subscription as well. You can follow me at Matthouse Comedy and you can check out my Twitch streams at Matthouse Comedy on Twitch. See you soon. Bye. Hello, Castable listeners. I'm Barry McStay. I'm Ben Vanderveld. And we'd love you to listen to Worst Foot Forward, our podcast all about failure. Each week we are joined by a guest to discuss the world's worst something. From detective to invasion, train to horror movie, we dive into humankind's darkest depths in search of the absolute pits. And as music lovers, you'll be glad to know we've talked our way through worst Beatles song, worst music videos, and worst musical duos where we learned never to cross Daphne and Celeste. Ever. On Worst Foot Forward, we've learned that conspiracy theorists think rocks aren't really hard, why one French physicist invaded the Channel Island of Sark, and how exactly to make a wasp gun. While also uncovering the railway station of the dead, the doctor who put goat balls into human scrotums, and the West End musical funded by bird poo. Subscribe to Worst Foot Forward on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Check out our website, worstfootforwardpodcast.com, and join us for some fun-filled zero worship.